enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm Stacy, and this week, Monica is going to join me. Daniel has the week off. On this episode, we are going to discuss the state of the DC Cinematic Universe and talk a little bit about Star Wars and the exit of their Episode 9 director. Before we get to our main topic, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Monica. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh... Good to be back. We took a week off, and uh, I guess since we've had this time off, uh, I guess we need to catch up and see what you've been doing. So lately, what have you been doing, Monica? Uh, Well, lately, uh, I haven't been doing anything too geeky. Um, It's This week, uh, I had my brother's wedding, so we were very, very busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping everything went according to plan. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a wonderful wedding. Awesome. Yeah. And what about you? Well, uh, I have. Uh, I also host the the Retro Ribble. That's a shameless plug for one of the other podcasts on our website. Uh, and so for that, I've been doing a lot of research and game playing. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that. And this is the season for a lot of uh, horror movies as well, which means that there's a lot of movies I don't go see. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It is the opposite of my favorite type of movie. So. Um, I am with you. I did the uh, <laughs> fan art Friday today yeah. um, on the movie It Ooh, for Temple of Geek. Yeah. And I was just freaked out looking up art. And I didn't even, like, watch the movie. No. And just looking at the art, I was like, yeah, this is, like, nightmare fuel. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's absolutely nightmare fuel. It's That's a movie that you don't ever have to worry about me ever spoiling for you. Um, and I'm not even, Same. like, the biggest scared scaredy cat of of clowns but uh oh yeah don't don't have to worry about that one with me no i'm scared of everything yeah for sure yeah i'm scared of everything i saw the blair witch project somebody told me it was a documentary i had never even seen a trailer for it (laughs) i just sleep with the lights on for like a week oh yeah well see i i wasn't quite that bad but i'm also the kind of person like i'm the last person to ever be in a horror movie you know i joked about it uh, with a friend and basically just said, you know, you would never see me pull up to a horror movie or, or I wouldn't be the car that pulls up to Crystal Lake. You know, I'm the one in the background <laughs> that's driving away or driving by. Like, nope. Like, nope. We're out of here. Nope. <laughs> yep. Not, not going to be killed in a horror movie ever. Um, ever. No. I have friends that are big fans. I don't like I don't like scary uh, haunted houses. Um, yeah. So I think the last scary movie I saw was. Uh, Oh, it wasn't. What was the? I don't. You may not know because uh, you're not a big fan either. But <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses, the Rob Zombie movie. Okay. Yeah. Totally didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw it with a group of friends, and we made fun of it the whole time, and so that helped me cope with humor. Right. Um, right. But uh, then, whatever the sequel was, I went and watched it in the theater as well, and it was a completely different. You know, movie than House of a Thousand Corpses was, and and so it really wasn't a horror movie. But yeah, anyway, so I digress. It's it's not my favorite genre. Definitely don't have to worry about us spoiling any of those movies. So <laughs> yeah, I think the last uh, scary movie I saw was the parody movies, the scary movie ones. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. They weren't so those. bad to begin with, but the later like uh, the later sequels got scarier and scarier. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't watch this. (laughs) (laughs) And it was supposed to be a parody, but I was still really freaked out. Well, and that's the thing about scary games is that since you have a little bit more agency because you're actually the main character, to me, horror games are even worse than a movie. Um, Because in a movie, I can hide my eyes or be a big wuss and, you know, and not really pay attention. Um, Or just get up and go to the bathroom or whatever, and the movie's going to continue to go on and it can't hurt me anymore. Well, well, my son plays video games, and yeah. there's been so many times where he comes out of his room, and he's like, I need to take a break from this game. Oh, wow. And I want to say it was Bioshock, the one yeah. that really freaked him out. Um, I like I don't play video games, and I don't watch scary things, and he was just like, um, yeah, I need to take a break. I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> oh, and yeah. like he, he literally had to step away. Yeah, the, that is a good one. Um, that's probably the scariest game that I've been able to actually play. Uh, Silent Hill 2, I actually purchased, and a, a best friend of mine played most of the game, and I just watched. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, so, yeah, we are big wusses. Um, <laughs> if you want <laughs> a, if you want a horror movie, uh, any any kind of uh, uh, commentary on horror movies, you need to find another podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so, um so that that's that. We we basically have wrapped up. You were busy with a with a wedding, and and I've been busy uh, playing a lot of video games, or at least trying to catch up in between stuff that I do with the kids. So, but one thing has been on my radar, and and uh, with Star Wars coming up this fall or this this December, uh, recently in the news, it was reported that uh, Colin Trevorrow has been ousted as the Star Wars Episode Nine director. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So initially. Initially, what were your thoughts when you when you heard this? Because there's been some other issues with uh, the Han Solo movie and uh, Ron Howard they, coming they on. They lost, yeah, they lost uh, Christopher Miller and Phil Lord for the yes. Han Solo movie. So these are some big exits that we're having uh, from the Star Wars franchises. I know. So initially, you were were you stressed? I mean, did this seem to was this a red flag? Was this something that maybe you were like, well. You know, are, are they kind of losing their way? Is Disney, you know, are, are I, they about I to I thought really that a little bit with the Han Solo movie. Yeah. But I kind of saw it as like its own separate entity yeah. um, because of, uh, you know, the way Rogue One was its own thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Colin, uh, the Colin thing, I, I'm not even really familiar with him, but I saw that he was replaced with J.J. Abrams. So I... I would totally relax at that point. It's, yeah. You know, he did such a great job on The Force Awakens, and I know he was a producer on Last Jedi. Obviously, that one's not out till December, but I'm not worried because it's JJ, so. Right. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't as familiar with Colin's work either, necessarily. I mean, like, I, if, if you were to say his name, you would have had to tell me some of the movies that he actually directed before I would have been able, oh, okay, well, that's what he did. Um, exactly. With him leaving and, and there being so much to do still on the production of Episode Nine, I'm not really worried about this movie. Um, yeah, in the, in the production, uh, the release date got pushed back. It looks like instead of May 2019, it's going to be December 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and I think that's okay, too. You know, uh, I, I don't see that being an issue. The December release date, I think, as long as they kind of hold to that. Uh, it's going to be a smash. It's going to make a billion dollars. So <laughs> a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it is probably not short of what it actually will make. You know, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm I'm with you though on the Han Solo movie. I'm def I'm definitely much more worried about that one. Uh, I was worried about them doing it to begin with, uh, 
but Disney right now has a has a pretty good track record. Uh, yeah, um, I the way the last couple movies have gone, the way the Marvel movies have gone, I'm I'm just not really too worried about it um, as far as sequels goes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think J.J. Abrams did the Star Wars sequel. The I'm sorry, the Star Trek sequel. Yes, he the, did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Into the Darkness. So, I mean, I really like that movie. So, I'm just, I'm not too worried about it. The Han Solo movie, I just hope it's good because it's Han Solo. <laughs> right. And and they could go a couple of ways with that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, satirical articles and, and videos up that kind of make fun of how bad and how cliche could the Han Solo movie, movie be. Right. Uh, you know how many references and much, how much fan service could could we do? And and I'm hoping that that's not the direction that they decide to go. You know, I well I don't know because um, the Force Awakens was a lot of fan service in my opinion. It, it, it was, was like so nostalgic and it, it was, was so beautifully written. And, and I think that, but it was just enough. And I think that's one of the reasons why JJ was such a good choice for that. It was just enough to harken back to things that you did know without overdoing it which is what they did in the second star trek movie um yeah that was that was my biggest issue yes yeah where it was like the big fake twist not twist whatever you know um they did a really good job of not letting people know that he was playing con they did but but everyone knew you know (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) i know but if it's like it's like they he denied it denied it denied it denied it denied it and then it then he was and they were like i knew it um i'm naive i think i'm like oh well they said no (laughs) (laughs) and i love that and that's fantastic and that's really the way it should be if they tell you that then that's how it should be you know they shouldn't just lie to you but in this day and age, there's so much, uh, such a demand for news all the time. And so 24-hour newscasts on geek culture as well as as news for, uh, you know, the weather or sports and or just regular news. And so you kind of run out of things to report. And now we're in an age of more or less spoiler culture where it's like people are trying to get every bit of information that they can. And so... It probably is in your best interest just to kind of unplug when it comes to stuff like that because you could easily ruin it for yourself. So and um and that's what a lot of this whole Colin exiting kind of feels like where I'm just like I'm trying to not stress out about it. I just want to enjoy my movie and right. go into it excited. Well, I'm, my movie like they can make it for me. <laughs> right, and and you know, and I and I'm I I said this on one of the very first podcasts a long time ago where we started talking about uh. Star Wars and and uh, and the prequels and you know and and we debated the merits of the prequels and whatever and and not to rehash right. that but but the point of it was is that back then I actually did a terrible job or actually a really good job of ruining the movies for myself like I even read the script for I think Revenge of the Sith that no. came on that came online yeah I I read the script. Because oh, I just couldn't yeah. help myself. I just couldn't help myself when it was there. That it was, was like the only good one. <laughs> I know, and I and I and I and I ruined it for myself, you know. And so I swore after that that I would kind of taper off of that stuff. And with all the Marvel movies and all of that, all of that stuff, I really stick to trailers and interpretations of trailers. And uh, you know, there's a few outlets that I'll go to, um, but I really tried to keep myself uh, limited on any kind of spoilery stuff. 
Um, and it's really hard to do in this, like, you know, like you said, spoiler culture, um, right. because they just throw it in your face. Like, you can't even look at an Instagram feed or a Twitter feed without, like, spoilers just right there in your feed that you're not even looking for. Uh, yeah, I know. I know it. And, and, you know, and if you go to IGN or any of these other uh, websites, you'll see you'll see articles about toys and the toys can even spoil things. So, Oh yeah. So yeah, I've, tried to, I've tried to do my best to avoid those. I've tried to do my best to kind of just stick to whatever I see in the theaters, whenever I go to the theaters, which will not be next month when all the scary Side movies note. come. Yeah. Right. Not next month. <laughs> <laughs> Side note though, shout out to Disney and Marvel for not, for their Force Friday and not spoiling too much because when there was no indication based on the toys that Rey would be a Jedi. And they didn't release the toys with like the lightsabers of Rey until after the movie had come out. True. That is and true. And so I really appreciate that um, that they even thought about that because and like this you year, said, toys would spoil it. Right, and they can and they you know and this year they showed uh Snoke and and I couldn't help myself but just to go look at the toy. Um sure. And, I, you know, and I was like, dang it, they got me again. Totally. <laughs> I totally fell for it. Um, and then Mark Hamill goes on to, and I was okay with this one because Mark Hamill being quoted as saying something to me, he's more likely to misdirect the fans than he is to spoil something. Yeah, because um, he's fun like that. He is fun like that, and he likes to do stuff like that. And so I was all about, if he's quoted something, I wanted to know what it was. And basically, he revealed who The Last Jedi was, and, and it's in the crawl, so he felt like he wasn't spoiling anything that oh, he said okay. that, well, I don't want to tell you. Do you want me to tell you? I mean, it, you he may said it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now you can't help it. Um, he said that he's The Last Jedi, um, which is like, okay, well, duh, you know, he's The Last Jedi. Um that doesn't mean that others won't be trained or they may call themselves something else or, or whatever it may be at this point. Um, right. But at the time of the beginning of the movie, as the movie starts, he is the last Jedi. Um, and that's all he really had to say. And he said, I, I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything because that's in the crawl, um, like when the movie before the movie even starts. And right. uh, so, so, you know, I, I found I think all that's very interesting. And I think that. Uh, my faith is with them because they've earned it, and uh, and I think which kind of brings me to the to the next little segment or the next part of the segment, which is and I don't know how up you are on Star Wars lore um, from the Rebels cartoon, like the expanded universe. Um, well, so I I've yeah. seen the Rebels cartoons with my kids, okay. um, but I haven't seen like every episode following through every season. Yeah. But I did get a chance to see the trailer for the new uh, season four. Okay. That's coming out. Now, what are, what are your initial what are your impressions of that cartoon? I think it's um, I think it's really smart for being a kid show and being on like Disney XD. Yeah. Um, the episodes that I saw, they just, they seem really smart. Like they're not, um, dumbing it down for the kids no, or anything not. like that. It's, it's really, the episodes I've seen are really enjoyable. Um, the Rex character, um, yeah. I was really fascinated with him and I like the animation. And so it's definitely, it looks good. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen every episode or, every season but i have been able to catch it with my kids when they watch it and yeah. uh you know uh like 
I am aware of it. I'm aware of the <laughs> characters. Um, we have Disney Infinity, and nice. you know, yeah. obviously, we play the Rebels characters and stuff like that. So, like, I know who they are. Well, um, one of, I think the last article that I wrote had Sabine as one of my favorite characters. Um, that's my kid's favorite character too. I <laughs> uh, love. I think she's awesome, and I've always been a big fan of Mandalorians, and so the whole culture. Yeah. It's been you know Boba Fett. Um, you know, I have a, a Mandalorian armor kit, you know, that I, nice. me and my wife, made. yeah. And I say me and my wife, I did some of the work on it, but she painted it cause she's super creative and oh, um, how cool. Yeah. It's really, really, really awesome. Um, but that said, if you ever get a chance and anyone listening, if you have not watched the rebel cartoon, uh, star Wars rebels, I recommend that you go watch it. If you are a fan of star Wars, it adds so much to the time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Uh, without spoiling anything, again, without doing a whole bunch of fan service, um, they don't overuse Darth Vader, but he is in it. Um, nice. They, I haven't seen They bring back Darth Maul, uh, who you thought was dead, but was also in the Clone Wars cartoon, which was also completely underrated. I don't know if you got to see any of that. No, but I have heard that it is a great story. It is. And if, again, if you are a Star Wars fan um, and you just have the time, and if your kids like uh, Rebels, they would like that cartoon as well. And that's how you get introduced more to Rex and his character. Right, um, right. Because, you know, he was there and then he was also in uh, the prequels. So you get to know. And what they do and what they did in that Clone Wars cartoon, just like they're doing in the, the uh, Rebels cartoon, is they introduced characters in the movies and then they fleshed them out in these cartoons in a way that they you just don't have time to because of you know the limitations of a movie being two hours long so in these series where you've got 20 minutes and you've got multiple episodes over the course of multiple seasons you can really flesh out characters and so they really did a great job in the clone wars cartoon of giving all of the clones a personality individuality i love that so it wasn't like they were a bunch of cannon fodder. You actually cared about all of these characters because they did have their own personality. Um, and they had a realization of who they were that they may, I may look like my, all of my brothers and every single one of these guys is literally my brother or me. But, right. But they all developed a bit of their own personality. And so, you know, Rex and Cody and Fives and, and all of these guys uh, had a had a personality and it just, it added so much to uh, the drama of it and to, you know, the emotional impact of if something happened to one of those guys. And then when you get to see Rex after he's aged and he's weathered and battered and, and you meet him with a couple of his brothers that just happened to make it, right? Uh, you know, that it's just much more emotionally impactful. So the Star Wars universe is the expanded universe is so amazing because I mean they even have like the audiobook series that yeah. like is just a whole production like it's not For even sure. like somebody's reading to you like you get this special you get sound effect. effects like, yeah yeah it's so great and like I just saw that the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter um, just um, uh, announced that John Hamm is reading as Bubba Fett Boba in one Fett. of the upcoming yes. Star I just saw Wars that too. Rock- I did not realize that that was something I needed in my life. Yeah, well, yes, like, exactly. John Hamm as Boba Fett. I'm just, oh my god, I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I'm so excited. Right there with you. Yes. So we will both have that audiobook. You know, I listen to the one of the best books that I've and I listen to audio or audible books all the time. Um and one of the best that I've listened to, the best performances was the Star Wars Thrawn book. Um <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and 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 I'll talk more about that later, but yeah, it it, it is uh just a tremendous Tremendous performance. Uh, it added so much to the, to enjoying that book, to hear Thrawn's voice, uh, to and and the guy that did the performance was incredible. So um, yeah, they spare no expense. <laughs> no, they they really don't. They get they get really good voice actors to do that. So uh, I'm very excited about this this season. Um, the trailer looks great, and this is the last season. So um, is it? Oh, yeah, wow. this will be the last season. This actually will lead right up to. Rogue One. Four, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I noticed yeah. that I noticed that in the trailer um, for season four, because from what I understand, Rebels takes place like five years before New Hope. Yeah. Um, and it had such a vibe of like the Rogue One Rebels, and uh, it was very exciting just watching the trailers. I was like, oh wow, this has that same feel that I got from when I was um, you know, watching the trailers for Rogue One. So. Oh yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> Well, good, and, and I hope that everyone will check it out because it is definitely worth uh, worth the investment. And it's season four, um, and uh, we'll have a premiere date on our website so you can check that out. So last part of this particular segment, uh, there's a rumor out there um, of Leonardo DiCaprio being the Joker. <laughs> now, have you heard have you heard this rumor? I have not heard this rumor. And um, I didn't hear about it until, you know, we talked about it a little, you know, when I knew it was going to come up. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't even want to stress out about it. <laughs> yeah. I completely. Uh, yeah. What, 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 so you're not even considering it as being a possibility. I I mean, it could be possible, um, but I'm just still kind of disappointed over the whole Jared Leto not really getting his time to shine because he's a phenomenal actor. Agreed. And yeah. He's really talented, and I, you know, that whole Suicide Squad thing, I really was hoping for more Joker, so um, I was kind of hoping Jared Leto would get a little bit of a second chance, and you know, yeah, in redeeming himself as the Joker. Oh, for sure, yeah, and and I I did not, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority here either, but I didn't hate his performance. You know, I thought he did a good job. So. Yeah, no, I was I I didn't have a problem with the performance. I had a problem when it came to Suicide Squad with how choppy everything was, and like there was all these like it just felt like the Suicide Squad movie could have been broken up into like two or three movies, and it felt rushed. And I feel like there was so much potential that they could have like there were so many great characters and so many great you know origin stories yeah. that they really could have extended this a lot further. Agreed. And I think that they did. And somewhere along the way, they just lost their path and I'm not sure what happened, but, uh, I'm, you know, maybe there'll be a documentary one day that explains it. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I think Leo, Leonardo could do a good job. Um, yeah. I don't know that he needs to be reinvented at this point. But I know that they're talking about rebooting Batman again uh, for his own universe. So we'll see. You know, who knows? 
Who knows what it, they'll do? I don't know. Like, um, if if they cast Leo, you know it's going to be good, a good performance because he, as well, is good in everything. You know, so I've been uh, I've been in love with Leonardo DiCaprio since Growing Pains. So you know, well, that is a long time. Yeah. So if they say that Leo's going to do something, I'm sure it's going to be excellent. And I think he's kind of one of those um, actors who vets what he's part of and doesn't choose it lightly. So if he found a really great script and, you know, they asked him to be the Joker, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't have my hopes up either. Yeah, I can understand that. I can completely understand that. Um, And I'm probably in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, with that, I need to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, audible.com. Right now, Audible is giving you, the listeners of the Temple of Geek podcast, a free month to try out their service. By heading to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast, you can sign up for a month on us. That gives you the chance to download one of their many audiobook options available, like the Star Wars novel Ahsoka, which is narrated by Ashley Eckstein, who is the actual voice of Ahsoka Tano in the the, uh, Clone Wars cartoon, which is pretty cool. I actually have this book. I really enjoyed it. It does a good job of telling you what Ahsoka was doing in between the Clone Wars where she leaves and walks away from the Jedi Order up until about the point where she re-enters as Fulcrum uh, in the Star Wars Rebels. So it's, nice. a, it's a really good book. It's, it's, worth a, it's worth a shot, and it's voiced by the actual voice actor that does her on the show. You can head to audibletrial.com slash Toddcast to grab that title or any of the thousands of titles on their site. Support this show by starting a trial today. Again, that address is audibletrial.com slash Toddcast. I don't know where the slash key is on the keyboard. <laughs> it's probably right next to the slash key. It's next to the slash. Check it out. Topic number three, our main topic, the focus of this particular podcast or this episode is... The DC Cinematic Universe. Will it survive? So thoughts on, what? What I guess uh, up to this point, what's your opinion on the DC Universe in, in terms of their cinematic universe? Obviously the comic books are probably going to be around forever. But eh, the, the movie universe, what are your thoughts? If they can survive George Clooney as Batman... They can survive anything. You think so? <laughs> uh, I mean, those were dark times. They were dark <laughs> times. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. So, <laughs> if they can survive that, they can survive anything. I, you know, I don't think it's, you know, going to kill them. I think right now Wonder Woman has, like, saved them. Yeah. I think um, my... Um, my friend Mike, he does a couple other like Doctor Who podcasts, and he kind of said it best. He said that, uh, you know, it was really refreshing when he saw Wonder Woman to see DC uh, heroes actually acting like heroes. Yeah. And that he hopes that this is uh, where this is going to go, um, you know, in the future. And now that they see what works, where, you know, everybody was just pretty much unanimously in love with this Wonder Woman movie. Um, I think now that they have that kind of, you know, success and direction, it, they have like basically a chance to reboot in the right direction. Yeah. And, and I hope that's what they decide to do up to this point. I think that their movies have been 
pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Um, and I would say generally most of all of the movies have been miss. Um, I'm not, I'm not on the, I'm not on the bandwagon or with the group of people who really thought that Man of Steel was that terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. Um, I thought I it was much. Sir. I thought it was a bit much. Um, it's it's kind of like, and I've seen some other podcasts that have done this. Uh, Red Letter Media did uh, said something to the effect of, you know, I mean, how do you continue to escalate when you destroy a whole city? You know, I mean, like, what's next? Yeah, what's next? You know, how do you uh, continue to ramp that up? And uh, so, yeah, so, but that being said, I still felt like at the end of it, if you weren't just jumping on the bandwagon with everybody else and 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 bashing the movie that you could actually objectively look at the movie for what it was and get something from it i felt like it did a good job of painting superman as a as flawed but still a boy scout you know still wanting to be on the right side of everything i think that they got the character right i think henry um cavill or cavill, cavill. Henry cavill yeah i think that he was an excellent choice I think he's yeah. perfect for Superman. Um, I think he did a great job as Superman. I think they did an equally impeccably awesome job uh, casting the rest of uh, the Justice League, so far anyway, from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm really excited to see uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Oh, yeah, and see, uh, of the characters... So excited for that. He's probably the one I know the least about. Now, I know Jason Momoa as an actor... And I've seen his other movies, but what I don't know is Aquaman as a character. Like I do, I do not know. The only thing I know is Aqualad because I watch Teen Titans, (laughs) (laughs) but that's as much as I know. I don't know anything about Aquaman. Um, So, but I'm kind of looking at it as like the same way. I didn't know anything about Iron Man. I didn't even know Iron Man existed before the trailer. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, Iron Man was just. I didn't know he existed. Yeah. Um, and obviously I do know Aquaman exists, but uh, I don't know anything. So whatever this movie's going to be, I have no expectations of it. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's got to be really bad for me to hate it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. back to the how you were saying, um, you know, Man of Steel. I didn't hate it. I remember watching it and thinking, oh, that was great. I really liked it. But I and I own it. Um but I've never rewatched it since the first time I saw it on video. Yeah. And I think that has that goes a long way to say like was the movie really good. I watched it, Deadpool a lot. I've seen it a lot. Um it's a really good movie. It's really funny. It's really well done. You're right. I've you know, I've watched I actually watch The Watchmen. A lot. You know, I've seen that movie many times. Have you ever seen The Watchmen? I have. I have seen it. Yeah. And I, I actually I, cosplayed Silk Spectre. <laughs> there you go. See, well, then you know a lot about it or more about it than than many people do. And, and I don't mm-hmm. know that it gets the respect or the the acclaim that it probably deserves, because I think it's Zack Snyder's best comic book film um, that he's been involved with uh, to date. And it was really his first one. Uh, I thought he really did a good job of adapting difficult source material, and he got the essence of those characters right, and they were all cast very well. Um, I think it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it's not one of those I could watch with my kids kind of thing. Nope, no, nope, you can't. Which, 
which is where um, I feel like the DC universe is kind of like um, the cinematic universe is kind yeah. of failing in a sense where like, and I know DC is a lot darker compared to like Marvel and stuff like that. But for example, like Man of Steel, I haven't rewatched, but Superman Returns with Brandon Ruth, I saw a billion times because my kid loved it. And it's, my kid, and it's really good. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, James Marsden and, you know, they just, the supporting cast was so great. Like, so much of that movie I absolutely loved. And we watched it over and over. And I feel like the problem with some of the the darker Batman movies is that it's some stuff that I can't share with my kids. And there's, like, my youngest, my five-year-old, is the biggest Batman fan. His name's Nathaniel, and he calls himself Bat Nathaniel. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, this huge Batman fan, but there's nothing that I can really show him. Because even the animated series is a little violent for him. Right. For, like, and, yeah, I'd, I'd agree 100% with that. And I don't know why DC's gone this route, uh, you know, because... The, Bat, the the Superman Returns movie really was a true sequel to Superman 2, the Richard Donner films. And, I mean, it was it was so close, and Brandon Routh did such a good job of of channeling Christopher Reeve that it was, oh, it was almost it was almost uncanny. It was almost, like, scary how good it was. Because when you heard him, if you closed your eyes, you saw Christopher Reeve. It's just crazy. And, uh, and they didn't give it. him too many lines, like, right. you know, because I, you know, they didn't give him a lot of lines. He was literally somebody like, if I'm not mistaken, who hadn't acted before. Uh, he, I think he, he had just, some, yeah, some much smaller roles. So, yeah. And he, I think he just looks so much like Christopher Reeves that, that like, he just fit that Superman just look. Um, not to say he can't act because I do really enjoy him on Arrow and on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's just, uh, they really went this dark route and it's so hard to like, you know, fall in love with it. Like, I understand, like for having some rated R movies, like I know the Venom movie is going to be like a rated R movie, Deadpool's mm. a rated R movie, but some of those Batman movies, like, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I feel like they're missing a whole demographic and they're just a little bit too dark. Yeah, they are, and they are, and that's uh, and that that may just be the the lot that they've chosen. And uh, you know, if they, I think you know, back to kind of the the focus of the question, I, I think that they can survive, as you said, with the different direction that they're going with Jeff Johns. Um, he Jeff Johns is in charge now, right? He is in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's Jeff Johns. I don't know of that one. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm 90, I'm 99% sure he's he's in charge. Um and he he kind of took over for what for you know for the entire I guess the direction. He's the Kevin Feige of the DC okay. Cinematic Universe. So he's in charge of kind of seeing the direction of you know the films everything from Wonder Woman on. Nice. So I think he also is responsible maybe for some of these reshoots uh, with the Justice League and making sure that the tone is, is, you know, somewhat consistent, which I think was one of the major issues with Suicide Squad was just the tone was all over the place. And really you had was. all these 
cuts that just seemed to be so harsh between the different the different tones and it, you, it was just all over the place you know you didn't know is this kind of a buddy comedy slash it's a kind of horror is it kind of you know yeah. it was just all over the place and so it was hard to tell what was going on um which didn't take away from the fact that i did go to see it and i didn't walk out of it early like i enjoyed it <laughs> but i it's one of the first comic book movies that i knew for a fact i was not going to purchase like i i try to support all those movies when they come out uh and i it's one of those that i was like nope i just i, I know for a fact i'm not going to go watch it again i don't even watch it when it comes on hbo and i've got hbo yeah so, yeah i like, know it's not know. something i i rewatch i saw it the one time and i was like Okay, it was just too much for me. Yeah, I checked. I checked that box. So, so yeah. you know, closing thoughts. Are you excited about the Flash movie? Uh, about uh, Justice League? You know, the 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 Batman movies that are coming out. I mean, uh, do you have hope for the DC universe? Oh yeah, I totally do. After Wonder Woman, I think I have a lot more hope than I did before. Before, I didn't even think about the DC universe, um, the cinematic universe, because it wasn't something that I could share with my family. And it yeah. was just so violent. And, um, you know, I, it was just something I stayed away from, even though I'm a really big Batman fan. Uh, but uh, I'm really excited um, for like a new tone and I have a lot of high hopes for Aquaman and the Flash movie even though I feel like I'm cheating on my um, CW Barry Allen I know because I really love show. that show it's it a great a show. show and it's a show I watch with my teenager it's a show that like you know I don't have to pause or turn off when my five-year-old walks in so um you know I feel like I'm cheating on the Flash being excited about the the new Flash yeah. movie but um yeah, no, I'm excited. I think I think there's a lot of hopes. I've got hope too. Um, I think that a lot is is hinging on this Justice League movie. I do not think that it has a chance to be better than Infinity War. Um, I just don't at this point. That's a lot of ground to make up. But if it's even in the ballpark, um, then I think that they're making steps in the right direction. And I think they got the train back on the right path. So a lot is hinging on this movie, and and I want it to do well. Batman's my favorite character in all of comic books. Even though I'm probably more of a Marvel fanboy, Batman's my, my guy. So yeah, no, I, I want it to do well. <laughs> yeah, I want it to do well. So Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Temple of Geek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. If you want to check us out or check out some of our other shows, why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com where you'll find all sorts of content that pertain to this world of geek. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I've been Stacy. This is Monica. And we will see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.